The following may contain strong language and adult situations with depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Did you know that one of the youngest people to ever stand trial for murder in America was from Paintsville, Kentucky? It's mostly quiet and a rural little place. It lies between two lakes in the Appalachian Mountains. And like we said, mostly quiet. No different than most any other place in the country. But every once in a while, something happens that makes people shake their heads in disbelief. This is one of those stories that not many people in today's times were aware of. A murder that took place in the small community of Paintsville, where people were struggling even before the crash of 1929. That ushered in the Great Depression. Now, the crash itself happened in October of 29, and this incident that shocked the entire country happened in May of 29. The killer? Oh, he was only six years old when he took that life. These are the Mountain Mysteries, and this is episode number 75, The Cradle Has Fallen. The Mountain Mystery Story of Carl Newton Mahon. Over 24% of the 1.9 billion square acres in America alone, the mountains that so many people call home, also play host to some of the most staggering mysteries in the world. The missing. And she said, I knew I wasn't there anymore. The murdered. All my emotions just went blank, just like, just blank. And I still live with that today. I think about that so much today as he was in that water. Strange creatures. Whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. I mean, it was a, nope, we need to get out of town. Unexplained lights and sightings. It does not look like an airplane. They come together and then they separate and they just keep doing this all the time. These stories may be strange. They may be sad. They may be odd but they are mysterious. These are the Mountain Mysteries, and now your host, Chris Sloan.
within these sleepy and steep mountains of this small eastern Kentucky coal mining town. The year was 1929, only months before the stock market would crash and usher in the Great Depression. Two young boys argued over a piece of scrap metal. Well, scrap metal was valuable back then. Well, any kind of money was valuable back then, especially in the town of Paintsville, where the majority of the residents were living in poverty. They had planned to sell the metal to a junk dealer, more than likely for pocket change, so they could buy some candy bars. It was months before the market crash of 29, and the town of Paintsville was already struggling. The working-class residents earned their living pulling coal out of those gorges and gaps. A dangerous way to make a living, even in the best of times. Paintsville would have its claim to fame, not just through this case, but through the birth of people who became country music sensations, like Loretta Lynn, Crystal Gale, Hilo Brown, and others. But on this day, May 18, 1929, Carl Newton Mahon, who was only six years old, and Cecil Van Hoos, who was eight, would have one hell of a fight. Cecil took the scrap of iron away from Carl, slapping him in the face. Now, according to articles in the Cincinnati Inquirer back then, Carl ran away from Cecil. Oh, he was more angry and hurt than scared. As a matter of fact, that anger would soon boil over into rage. So Carl went home, climbed up on a chair, and retrieved his father's 12-gauge shotgun, which he kept hanging directly above the door. Carl then went back and shouted to Cecil, I'm going to shoot you. And then, as simple as that, he squeezed the trigger, ending a life without a second thought. Carl became the youngest murder defendant in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, possibly the entire country at the time. What happened next, in many ways, kind of resembles an incident that took place in Michigan in 1993, where another child shot and killed a playmate. Wasn't that long ago. In Mount Morris Township in eastern Michigan, a first-grade student, Dedrick Owens, shot his classmate, who was a six-year-old girl, now, it was the day before that the kids apparently had some kind of a fight on the playground. And the girl, identified as Kayla Rowland, had yelled at the boy for spitting on her desk. So the next day, the boy brought a gun to school, which he had gotten from a relative's home. It was then that Dedrick shot and killed the young girl. Then he put the gun in his desk, got up, and walked calmly to the principal's office. The Cradle Has Fallen continues when we come back on The Mountain Mysteries. There's a lot of great reasons to become a Patreon of The Mountain Mysteries and the Gatherings. Here's just a few. 
Did you know that the Patreon family of the Mountain Mysteries and the Gatherings gets full access to the Gatherings Contact? Now, Contact is a fully interactive private community experience. It's live on YouTube every Sunday at 8 p.m. Patreon family members also get documentaries first, plus personal one-on-ones with Stacy and myself, and behind-the-scenes footage on those documentaries so you can learn what's coming up and when. It makes scheduling easier, so you'll never miss a live episode. In addition, you'll also get early episodes of the Mountain Mysteries podcast and Stacy and my thoughts behind the episodes. It's easy. Just watch the gatherings Thursday night at 9 p.m. on Chris Sloan Media. That's on the YouTube channel. And look for the links in the chat room or hear the Mountain Mysteries on Apple, Spotify, and, well, wherever you can find podcasts. And look in the show notes for a link to become a Patreon family member and get so much more for very little money. It's an investment. Support independent local podcasts. And always, stay mysterious. We now return to the Mountain Mysteries with your host, Chris Sloan. The events of the 1929 shooting in Paintsville provides a glimpse into what may be in store for the Michigan case. The same questions always arise. Were the shooters murderers? Did they know what they were doing? Can they be held accountable for their tragic actions? If so, then exactly how does society dish out punishment to a first grader? In 1929 Paintsville, that answer seemed to come rather fast. Less than a week after Carl shot his friend, the skinny six-year-old with a cowlick was on trial for murder. The boy told the court how he came to kill his friend. Then, through the rest of the day-long trial, believe it or not, he pretty much laid on the defense counsel's table and at times fell asleep. After less than 30 minutes of deliberations, a jury convicted Carl of the lesser charge of manslaughter. The Johnson County judge sentenced him to 15 years in reform school. The boy was released to his parents on a $500 bail. But now let's keep things in perspective. In 1929, $500 was a lot of money. Probably the equivalent of five or eight, maybe even $10,000 today. And for a family living in poverty, they might as well try to produce a toilet made out of gold. But they did it. They paid the bill. A public outcry and legal appeals followed, as you can imagine. Some thought manslaughter was not enough. Others thought it was too much. Finally, a circuit court judge set aside the conviction and issued a writ of prohibition. Now, basically, what that did was prevented Carl from being sent to reform school. The writ said that the county judge had exceeded his authority by allowing Carl to be tried criminally before a jury. Normally, juvenile cases were decided by a county judge. Newspapers of the time ran portrait-like photos of a young Carl looking very boyish in a suit and tie. 
One paper labeled him a convict with an exclamation point. Another showed him in a tender embrace on his mother's lap. People all across the county sent Carl's parents letters of consolation and amazement at his sentence. Kentucky's attorney general was asked to make a final decision. A month after Carl was sentenced, the attorney general announced that his review of the case was complete. He took no action, allowing the boy to remain with his parents. In the more than nine decades since this case happened in Paintsville, individual states have all taken great measures to reform laws concerning juveniles. Still, child experts and psychologists disagree about whether the six-year-old shooter is a killer or a victim. They recognize the impact that emotional and physical distress can have on a child's actions, but the concept of criminal responsibility has changed since the late 1920s, according to Robert Lilly, a sociology professor at Northern Kentucky University. Lilly said the idea of holding someone else responsible for criminal behavior was not very well developed over 90 years ago. Kids were viewed very much like adults back then. So if a child did it, the child was responsible. Parents would not be held liable for their children's actions in the America of 1929. That philosophy is an absolute contrast to the social climate of 2023. Lilly also said that we have a very narrow, rational, technical logic now that you can be held responsible even if you didn't intend to do it. That is why people cop a plea. In the Michigan shooting, prosecutors are calling the six-year-old shooter a victim of circumstance and of a failed social system. The semi-automatic weapon that he took from home had been left in his temporary home by a friend of the boy's uncle. Police also found another stolen weapon and cocaine within the same home. The conclusion of the cradle is fallen after this. There's a lot of great reasons to become a Patreon of the Mountain Mysteries and the Gatherings. Here's just a few. Did you know that the Patreon family of the Mountain Mysteries and the Gatherings gets full access to the Gatherings Contact? Now, Contact is a fully interactive private community experience. It's live on YouTube every Sunday at 8 p.m. Patreon family members also get documentaries first, plus personal one-on-ones with Stacy and myself, and behind-the-scenes footage on those documentaries so you can learn what's coming up and when. It makes scheduling easier, so you'll never miss a live episode. In addition, you'll also get early episodes of the Mountain Mysteries podcast and Stacy and my thoughts behind the episodes. It's easy. Just watch the gatherings Thursday night at 9 p.m. on Chris Sloan Media. That's on the YouTube channel. And look for the links in the chat room or hear the Mountain Mysteries on Apple, Spotify, and, well, wherever you can find podcasts. And look in the show notes for a link to become a Patreon family member and get so much more for very little money. It's an investment. Support independent local podcasts. And always, stay mysterious. We now return to the Mountain Mysteries with your host, Chris Sloan. Police have charged 19-year-old Jamel James with involuntary manslaughter in Kayla Rollins' death. 
police accused Mr. James of waving the loaded pistol in front of the boy days before the shooting and leaving the loaded weapon in his room. The boy, Dedrick Owens, was never charged. Instead, prosecutors said back then that what he needed was to be loved. At six years of age, kids understand right from wrong, but they're very dependent on the adults around them to teach them the right behavior, according to Dr. James Brush, a Cincinnati child psychologist. It's common law in the United States that children under seven are not held accountable for crimes. Between the ages of six and eight, experts say, they are critical changes going on in the way they think. As children get older, they understand the concept of rules. They develop a sense of fair play. They understand the consequences of their actions, according to Dr. Brush. A set of rules gets written on the inside, kind of like the Ten Commandments being etched in stone, he said. A child's environment plays a large part in creating that deeper understanding and teaching them to control actions to make something happen, rather than reacting to what goes on around them, according to Eddie Rainier, a child psychologist in Sarasota, Florida. Dr. Rainier worked with 15-year-old T.J. Solomon. If you'll remember, he's the kid who shot and injured six students at his Conyers, Georgia high school. Children ages six and seven, the kinds that grow up in middle-class homes who are sheltered and protected, certainly don't have a clue about the meaning of death, according to Rainier. In the end, that's what Kentucky officials decided about Carl Mahan. They reviewed the 1929 case and let Carl Mahan remain a free person growing up outside the confines of reform school. Now, all the information that we've gathered about Carl later in life is sparse. We know that he moved to Jefferson County and he passed away at the age of 35. That was back in 1958. Dedrick Owens, the boy in Michigan, he will remain free too. He was never charged. Michigan officials decided the six-year-old did not understand what he did, so he couldn't be charged. But his family did not stay intact. Dedrick's father was in jail on unrelated charges shortly thereafter, and his mother was evicted from her home. The six-year-old, his brother, and his sister went into the custody of a maternal aunt. What is it about kid killers? That's a good question. I think it's a question that we at the Mountain Mysteries need to explore a little more. So on the next episode of the Mountain Mysteries, Dedrick Owens, the very one that we've been talking about in this episode concerning the Michigan case. We'll have that coming soon. In the meantime, make sure to become a Patreon family member and check out the gatherings every Thursday night at 9 p.m. on our YouTube channel. Simply go to YouTube and search out Chris Sloan Media. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-L-O-N-E Media. And when you become a Patreon family member, you'll also have full access to early episodes of the Mountain Mysteries podcast, as well as the private community of the gatherings contact airing Sunday nights at 8 p.m. You simply won't believe what goes on there. 
We hope that you love and share this episode of the podcast and the podcast in its entirety. Until next time, I'm Chris Lone for The Mountain Mysteries. Stay mysterious. If you enjoy The Mountain Mysteries, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. That helps us so much. You can also help support The Mountain Mysteries by visiting our sponsors, whose links are below, or by donating at Patreon or the PayPal link shown in the notes. Patreon subscribers will receive early commercial-free episodes and more. Stay mysterious.